podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Uh, Neil Atkinson and Heather Carroll currently in the Select, uh, select Security Stadium, Halton, uh, hoping the rain's going to go off because we're going to walk back. We've just done a couple of interviews, me and you. We've spoken uh, to Amy Rogers and to Gemma Bonner, Liverpool ladies' captain. And last week you spoke to Scott Rogers, the manager, and you spoke to, uh, to Bethany England before the start of the new season, Heather. Yeah, I've been chatting to everyone. Lots of lovely little chats for this special about Liverpool ladies at the start of the season. First game is Everton, Heather, and it's important, isn't it, that Everton are back in the league. It's at least two derbies a season now, and the, the stadium will be bouncing Friday night. I think it's great for everyone that Everton are back in the league. You know, I think it's great for the league, it's great for the supporters, it's great for the players because it gives us those two games a season where we can, you know, where we can play Everton, and um, it, it's a, it's. It gives us better uh, attendances every year. So yeah, it's great. So that game is that game is Friday uh, at the uh, at the Select Security Stadium because it's shared for Liverpool ladies and uh, Everton ladies, Everton women. They they share the ground uh, for that purpose. It's Everton's home game uh, theoretically, but that doesn't mean it has to be. Uh, you can pay on the door. We'll give you more details on that later on. Uh, but we may as well go to the first interview. Should we speak to uh, Should we speak to Bethany first? Yep. She's the new sign. It's exciting. Let's get over. It's the Anfield Wrap and it's John Gibbons and it's the ladies show and I'm joined as always by Heather of course but also very excitedly by a new Liverpool signing for Liverpool ladies, uh, Beth England. So first of all, welcome to Liverpool. Thank you very much, good to be here. Is it an exciting move for you? Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, I just can't wait to get started, really get on the pitch and get playing so yeah, it's looking good. And what was it in particular that attracted you to Liverpool as a a move for for your career? I think the fact that they're a well-established club, they've got great history here. Yeah. I think that they're, they're top four contenders in the league, so I know I'm coming to a place that's got good quality. Obviously, I know quite a few of the players and I know how great they are, so yeah, it's, it's, it's looking good. I think it's as well, obviously for Liverpool, it's tried to become a club that's all about development as well, that has taken players and taken them on to the next level. Has that impressed you with what Scott's been able to do with that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think anyone that looks at the team can see there's quite a lot of young youngsters in there, but you you wouldn't even think it once you get out on the pitch. Like They're, they're so technically good, and I think it's good to see how he's bringing on such young players um, as it is for the development for the future. And, and like I say, when you watch them play, you wouldn't even think that they were they were as young as they are. Obviously, at 23, you're still quite a young player yourself. Um, and I was just wondering you know, about what like your preferred position is on the pitch. Obviously, when you were at Doncaster, you played up front and you scored you know, on a bag full, bag full of goals. But then, obviously, you go to Chelsea and you score five and seven starts in your first season. But then, spring season, you play as a, a left wing back. So, what, what are your hopes for this year at <laughs> Liverpool? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think, personally, my natural position is more of a 10 or a 9. Um, I, I like being a forward and... I think when I went to Chelsea, obviously they took me in as a forward and then come the spring series, things changed, uh, the team shape changed and I think I was just the one that ended up suiting that role best for, say, obviously with Claire Raff and I think I I tried to take on the role as best as I could but I know I'm not naturally a wing-back, I am a forward and I think going into Liverpool, I think... I want to prove that I am a much better forward than what I am a wing-back and hopefully can score a lot of goals again for them. Yeah, and it was especially from watching, you know, obviously highlights of your time at Chelsea, you like to attack her corners and things like that. And obviously we've got Alex Greenwood in the team who, uh, you know, provided about seven assists in the spring season yeah. alone. So I think, you know, you'll be able to benefit from that. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm quite a small player, but I'm, I, I'm, I'd like to consider myself quite a good air, really. I'm, I'm quite strong at heading the ball and, and can get decent height. So I think... Um, I, I can get underestimated in that sense, but again, I think one if it's put on a plate for you, like what well, I know Alex can do, I'm yeah. sure 
Um, either me or some of the other girls will bury it. Yeah, I think Gemma Bonner hadn't scored so many goals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was our top by the end of it. <laughs> Have you set yourself any personal goals for the season, kind of things you'd, you'd like to achieve in the side of Liverpool? Yeah, I think, again, as a goal scorer, and that's obviously a big one I, I want to show to myself and obviously people watching, i.e. Mark Sampson, whatever, that I can produce goals and that I am I am a forward. Um, obviously, I know that. But yeah. again, obviously, people who have watched it last season would have seen me as a wing-back. Um, and I think, obviously, just playing time and just improving. I think the more I improve, the more chances I'm going to get a knocking down on that England door. And again, game time, you, you can't beat game time. You're getting experience. You're playing week in, week out. So, yeah, just basically knock on England's door a bit more, uh, get game time and, and improve and score some goals. Yeah, you came right through the ranks of England as well, haven't you? You played for the under-23s most recently. Yeah. Um, did you play alongside Tatar and Muddy at under-23 level? I played with her on one camp, yeah, yeah. but um, that was it as far as yeah. I'm she's, um, Obviously, we're going into this this winter season now. She has she was missing for the spring series. Yeah. So I think our team can be quite underestimated. Um, I think people um, like downplay our, you know, our hopes for the season, if you like, whereas we've got you know great back line once everyone's fit and fighting, yeah. and with you added into the you know the, the forward lineup, I think um, you know I think we'll be quite impressive. Yeah, I think I think that's the key. And that is obviously that they've got a couple of injuries of key players. Like you've got like again Satay, Amy Turner, yeah. um, and Marth Harris. Obviously, I think once once they get up and running, I think we're going to be quite a resilient team to to break down. And and again, obviously, there's a great front line. Obviously, Jess Clark, Tash Arden, Neve Charles. Um, uh, there's just a lot going forward and obviously like I say Caroline we're bringing her worldly left foot into the equation like, I think it's going to be a, a tough team to break down and I think once we get into the season and motions going and players are back fit I think we're going to be real contenders this season What I love watch about Liverpool as well is you've got like that perfect blend I think of experience and youth you know we mentioned it before the youth system at the club is um, is incredible I think you know we've won we've won titles at youth level now in the last couple of seasons um, we've got loads of good players coming through, but you've also got Casey Stoney in the mix. You know, who's you know provides uh, a bit more experience at the back, and Siobhan Chamberlain, obviously, is a bit of the older heads. And then you've got Gemma Bonner, who's obviously been here for now five years. Yeah, um, yeah, I think experience is is key in this game. I think you can't just go into it naive. And I think the, with the experience that you've got, like you say, you've got players in here that have played in World Cups, European Championships, and even the younger ones again are still being exposed to. To stuff so like Neil Charles playing in World Cups at the under seventeen level, you've you've got a lot of experience and a lot of players that bring different qualities that that for me work together and I think Scott's made made them qualities fit each other and I think that's what makes it such a great team and and is what I'm really looking to be a part of. Liverpool is ladies as well, known for the, the passion of fans. And I'll have to apologise right now for my dad, who's maybe the loudest. <laughs> uh, maybe he's supportive though, but also the very um, imaginative in terms of the songs. They've got all the songs for the different players and things like that. I'm sure you've heard that when you've, yeah. you've played at Liverpool and maybe looking forward to one of your own. Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot about these fans and, <laughs> and a lot about the songs that they can bring and stuff. And I can't wait really to, to see what they can come up with for me. And um It'll be interesting to see what they can bring and uh, I'll probably end up cheering along with them at some point. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can't wait to listen to it. Do you have any requests? <laughs> no, not Any personal uh, favourites? <laughs> uh, no, no, I can't say I've had a song written about them really, so um, I'll just I'll leave that to them. I'll give them a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave it to them. Be sorted by next Friday. <laughs> so obviously next Friday they've got the derby, uh, first game. Uh, it's not a bad one to play in for your first game. Yeah, I mean, obviously... 
I'm no stranger to derbies and obviously the Merseyside derby, I, I'm quite aware it is a, a really big deal. Um, I think, again, it's probably going to be an interesting game to watch. Probably some tackles will be flying in there, obviously, no doubt. Um, but I think that's not going to stop us from our game plan and how we play. And I think it's yeah, it's just going to be a really exciting game for the first game of the season. Obviously, Merseyside derby at any level is always, you know, you always get that extra little bit of effort from everyone, you know, the, from the players on the pitch to the uh, supporters in the stands. Um, and Everton obviously have gone full-time, mostly full-time yeah. recently, so they should provide a little bit more competition. And I think what we've missed as well um, with Everton being relegated to WSL2 is we've missed the derby, so it's pretty exciting for us as supporters to have the derby back twice a season. Yeah, I mean, obviously this is my first time here, my first Merseyside, but um, I don't think that's going to stop anyone from giving everything that they've got to, yeah. to prove that they're the number one club around here um, in that derby. But I think... Yeah, it's going to be a really exciting game. They've got some great players, obviously. Like you say, they've gone full time a bit more. Um, so I think it's gonna it's gonna be a really exciting game to watch. But a winning goal in that game is a good, good way to <laughs> good mean, way to win the fans yeah, over early, isn't it? So yeah, especially on a debut. So um, let's let's take we'll it one But if I am in the position where yeah. I can do that, then um, even better for me and great. better for the club. John Gibbons, uh, Bethany England, and Heather Carroll. Heather's still with me. Uh, they were all there though, and. Beth's just one of the new players who's come through uh, Heather this season since the spring series. Liverpool have made have made a few additions. Yeah, and I think our squad is quite underrated as well. You know, we've got Beth in England, obviously she's coming now. Um, you've also got Jess Clark who'll be going into her first full season at the club. And you've got um Amy Turner, who's yet to make her debut, uh, who'll, you know, provide some reinforcements at the back and Satara Money. Yeah. Uh, who's who's gonna be, you know, coming back after spending the spring series away. So I think we've got a very strong squad once everyone's back fit and fighting. The loss is Van der Sanden, mm-hmm. I think, from last from the spring series. She was the one who I think electrified people. She's gone to Leon, uh, who you said to me before, the Real Madrid of women's football. So you can't yeah. begrudge the move. We're gonna hear more from Scott soon. But it is it is frustrating though, isn't it? Because she 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 was ridiculously exciting in the Euros, um, and now she was you know she was and she was very good for Liverpool last season. Yeah, I think it's a real shame to lose her. You know, at this point, especially you know after she has just had such an electrifying Euros. You know, I think for me, she was one of the players of the tournament. Um, and then you know, but you can't deny that move to Leon. Um, it's it's such a massive move for her. You know, when she's playing alongside some of the best players now in women's football, she'll get to play Champions League football. So. No fair play to her, and uh, hopefully Bethany England will uh, start scoring a few goals for us. Well, it, it was ridiculously exciting side last season. Went the Liverpool ladies, if anything, possibly too exciting. You know, it, the football was at times there was I mean, there was that run where they seemed to be scoring four every week, but then there was a question of how many they were conceding, and and, and it finally that sort of broke and went the other way towards the mm-hmm. end of the campaign. But you know, before we go over to Scott. There's no reason for Liverpool to be shy about their ambitions. Is there really this campaign? They can they can kick on and look to look to find a way to, to finish in the top, uh, you know, at least in the top four and maybe challenge the three ahead. Yeah, well, I think we're seeing now is um, we're really seeing Scott's squads, you know, come into yeah. uh, its strongest, really. I think you've seen glimpses of it in the spring series when Alex Greenwood's, you know, bombing up and down that left wing. And now once we're going to have Satara Murray on the, on the opposite flank, I think, you know, we'll see an altogether stronger Liverpool at the back. Um, you've also got, you know, Natasha Harden, who's sort of grown into the number nine role at yeah. Liverpool. You know, she was, she was banging them in. Um, you know, she had that game here against Redden where she basically turned into Super One for ninety minutes. Um, I think she scored two, assisted two, or something like that. Yeah, she'll probably correct me if, uh, <laughs> if, she, if she ever listens to this, and I get it wrong. But no, but you know, I think I just think that we look stronger. Just, as a team, just, just on that sort of development into 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 playing as a number nine. You know, I, I saw a bit of it the season before, and mm-hmm. and it was 
it was a bit of a leap forward, both in terms of the position that she was playing, because she tends to be often was, was, was getting, a, getting a game time there a little bit deeper, but also it was a great leap forward in terms of what she, what she was offering in the second half of the Spring Series. Yeah, especially, you know, I think her turning point sort of came in the, in the first season she was with us when, you know, she, she created a goal against Sunderland and from then on she's gone from strength to strength. But I think, you know, even if you, know, if you spoke to her, you know, she'd say that she really came into her own draw in the Spring Series and she's probably carved out this place for her in the team where she's kind of making herself, you know, well, she's scoring all our goals, so, you know, <laughs> she's... Uh, she's um, that's, yeah, irreplaceable. It's, it's, it's the job that you want yeah. uh, when you're pulling it together. Listen, we spoke to Scott. I didn't, uh, but Heather did, and so did John. And they did that uh, last week as well. And they had a, I had a chat with him uh, about the way in which he sees the season going, the signings, etc., etc. And now joined by uh, Scott Rogers, uh, Liverpool Ladies Manager, and still with Heather as well, of course. Uh, so it's been a while since we've spoken, Scott. So first of all, I just wanted to get your reflection on the spring series, how you thought it went for the club and how pleased you were in terms of what you saw on the pitch. Yeah, we were very happy with the spring series. It kind of worked everything that we wanted out of it um, to continue to develop the squad, but also to look at the young players. Um, we give a lot of young players exposure to first team with it being non-competitive. Um, and I think overall it was it's a very productive few months for us. You've lost a couple of players, though, some victims of their own success really in, in international football and things like that. Was that a bit of a blow to or is that something that you've kind of learned, you've had to deal with? Yeah, I mean, the, the, one, the one we've lost really was would be Shanice, that's the notable one. Um, that That's the one where you almost have to say, well, when we brought her into the football club, nobody knew about her. We've had her for, for two years. We've developed her and as coaches, sometimes that, that's all you can do. And Leon are, in effect, they're, they're like the Real Madrid of, of the men's football world. They're the powerhouses and when they come knocking, you almost can't prevent it. Um, so we have to be happy for Sham, but... As I say, as a group going forward, we're in quite a positive place. We have still have a lot of young players coming through and a hell of a lot of young players underneath that that still haven't even had an opportunity yet. So as a football club, I, th- I believe we're going in the right direction. Um, it's always been a long-term plan for me. It was never going to be a quick fix. Um, we have to start changing the way we do things and we've gradually done that over the last year and well, nearly two years that I've been in charge. And as I say, I'm looking forward to the future. Obviously, when we first spoke to you with the Anfield wrap, um, you were new and we hadn't even kicked, the season didn't even kicked off then. And now we've got quite a, a strong core. I think um, you've got a really strong backbone to the squad. And as you said, you know, you've got the youth set up coming, coming through. But I think this year, I don't know what you think with the Continental Cup games providing extra games, it, it gives you the chance to integrate the young players more into the into the team. Yeah, I think um, I think that it was something I was heavily in favour of restructuring the Continental Cup back to how it used to be. Um, I felt that women's football, the, the top league in itself, didn't have enough games. Um, and that's part of the problem when you're trying to attract the top European players coming over. That They're asking how many games you're going to play a season and you're saying 16 or 18 and then you might have two cup games. If, if, you're, if you get a bit of bad luck, you're out. Um, so I and in that you 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 can't you can't play around with it. You can't expose the younger players as much because the the senior players are not playing enough games anyway. Yeah. And then you're turning around and saying, well, actually, I'm going to let some of the younger players tonight. Well, that's one less for them when they're preparing for international duty. So I was always in favour of the Continental Cup changing back to how it used to be. I think it gives a great opportunity for us as a football club um, to continue to give exposure to. Our talented young players, and I must stress that we we have a lot of young players coming through the centre of excellence or the RTC at the minute, um, and especially in the development squad, 16, 17-year-olds that in a couple of years will, should, if we do our job properly, be ready to play first team level, Mm -hmm. um, which was ultimately the aim when I came in. Um, It was to 
to produce players that are from Liverpool and have Liverpool at heart because I do think that that's important. Yeah, at the moment, you know, you've just had the development squad win their league title. The under-16s won their league title for the second time in a few years. And I think there is a strong, you know, Liverpool-based set of players now coming through. You've got... Um, You've got players from Manchester United as well who, who sign in. We've got Ellie Fletcher at the moment who's been playing in friendlies. Um, and I think she's she's looked quite at home in the back line. Yeah, I, I mean, Manchester United has always had um, a fantastic youth development programme. Um, the coaches there, the, the technical director, Matt Johnson, he used to be with me at Blackburn and he's extremely good. Um, the coaches in the 15s, I think it's Tom, Tom and Jen, they, they're very good coaches and they produce very good players. It's just fortunate for us that they don't have a women's team at the minute um so they've always been producing good players ellie's come out of there um and as i said she she's one that we're we're earmarking for the future she's she's a big star and we think we've got to push her in the right direction but um at the same time it's it's about balancing expectations she's still only young and i think in men's and women's football, sometimes in this country, we can we can find a young player that's ready, and we think they're all, all there. We give them the exposure, and they have one bad game, and all of a sudden, they're not where we thought they should be. So I think it's managing expectation, managing their expectation as a young player, and doing what's right for them, not necessarily what they think they always need. It's it's what we think's right for them, and and getting it right so that we push them on to ultimately play for our first team. Yeah, and talk about managing expectations, obviously. A couple of seasons ago, Neve Charles was probably very much in a position that Ellie was, and now you know she, she's starting eleven almost every game. Yeah, it's the same again with Neve. We have to be careful because again, everyone's looking at her. She was she standout player in the spring series. She was fantastic, um, but at the same time, she's still she's still only eighteen. So it's managing. She's going to uni this year, so we've got to manage new stresses in her life and how we balance that and. It's it's about looking after not not just a footballer, but you've got to look after the person. And I'm a big believer in that that if you've got to treat them as people. And we have to develop these young players not just as footballers, but as people because ultimately they're young adults, and we'll have an influence on where they go in life. And and that's always been important to me. Uh, we just met Beth England, a very impressive girl. What was it about her that attracted you? The thought you know she'd be valuable to this football team. Yeah, I mean, I've known her Beth for a long time. She, she obviously she were at Doncaster before she went to Chelsea, and I think she's been she's been on everybody's radar as a talented youngster for for quite a period. Um, what when we lost Shanice, it it was the first call I made to 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 Greenie at Chelsea to speak to Emma and see if it were a possibility of bringing her out. And Chelsea have been really good with me um, since I got the job. They they've been fantastic with me. They're always open to um, lending me players if I need them. Um, they're always supportive with we had we had the Laura Coombs and, and they supported that one and then ultimately that turned into a, a full transfer. Um and they've been the same with Beth. They 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 knew straight away that we'd lost Shanice and we were looking for a player, a forward player. Beth ticks all them them sort of boxes that we would need. She's technically very, very good. Um she's good in the air, she's quick, she's she's physical, she fits into how we play and Ultimately, our job is to try and develop her and push her on to the next level. And I think we, we've proven with the players that we've already brought in in the past that me and my staff and, and the players themselves, if we work together and we work hard, that we're capable of doing that. And it's no different with Beth. Yeah, you could really see the difference, I thought, over the season when we signed Laura Coombs on loan. You could see how she came on over the season just playing full-time with Liverpool and you know having that time on the pitch. And I think it'll be the same with Beth. I think we haven't seen the best of her yet. And I think you know, she could show that now in this season, that Liverpool. 
Yeah, I think so. I think, as I say, not to put any pressure on her again. She's still a young player and that's what we have to keep remembering. And that's not to say they don't have any expectations. That's not me giving them a get out. There's there's a certain set of standards that I expect them to meet regardless of their age. Um, but it's about getting her on a football pitch now and working with her in training, working on her movements and improving the finer details that I think we've we've got to do with all our players and continue to do with all our players and ultimately, if we can develop the individual, that should then help develop the team. Um, so I think it's important that um, we work hard with Beth and then hopefully that will have a knock-on effect to performances. I'm speaking to her as well. She she feels like she's, she, she feels she's got a bit of a point to prove as well in terms of you know what she can do and, and, and what position she can play. And that can only help Liverpool, can't it? Yeah, for me, she doesn't have anything to prove. Um, she's an England under-23 international. Um, she's been playing WSL for quite a few years. She's very experienced for someone so young in there. She's been in a top Chelsea team that has been working really well in Champions League. It's got some top players. So she's been around um, that level. So to me, she doesn't have anything to prove. I think, obviously, individually, she she, she might want to prove a point that she should be starting every week at, at maybe Chelsea or at this level. And I think that's that's only good to have that desire to be better and we ask that from all our players from the young ones to the old ones um, but to me she's nothing to prove I, I signed her she's a fantastic player I have every belief that she can play at the top level and go on to be a senior international and I hope that I can help her um, do that Looking ahead to the season it starts with Everton it's yeah. a big game uh, would you maybe prefer that was a little bit further down the line or maybe a gentler start or do you think let's just start with a bang it, it, I don't think it really matters. I mean, I, I, I believe they've said that if they could pick any fixture, they would pick us, um, which is interesting. Um, for me, the fixtures are the fixtures. You've got to play everyone twice. Um, it doesn't matter when they come round. Um, it's just we we don't really... I don't work any longer than or any further than the next game. So to us, it's, it's, it's three points and that's on the board. And I think it'll be ultimately the derbies. They've never been great football matches. They tend to be who turns up most on the day and who has that little bit of quality to, to get you over the line. And I would imagine this will be our toughest Merseyside derby and probably the most competitive for a few years because um, Andy and Everton, they've gone out and spent a fortune. I think they've brought in about seven, seven or eight players, internationals and European players. So again, they, they've brought in a lot of players. So it's a team that we're, we don't know much about. Um, so it, it's going to be a very tough game and we'll have to we'll have to be on our top game to make sure that we get a result. Yeah, going back to the, the idea of having a point to prove as well, I think Everton being promoted, you know, into obviously not County because um, they, uh, they are no longer a club. Everton have obviously stepped up now to WSL1. Um, most of their players have gone full-time, so I think they'll have a point to prove on the pitch as well and uh, they'll want to do it against us. But I think we've got the quality within our team um, you know, to, to get the three points. I think so. I mean, it's not for me to comment how they got promoted or how the, the FA kind of do things. Um, they're, they're in the top league now and they, they, they've put money into it and they've recruited really well. And Andy's a good coach and, and, and his coaches behind him, they're, they're good coaches. And as I say, from us, we, we we expect a very tough challenge. Um, if, they, if they've spent that sort of money, then you would imagine that it's going to be an extremely, extremely close game. Um, and I'm looking forward to next Friday. Scott there, uh, Scott Rogers with Heather and John. Um, he do, does now get to put his sort of completely put his templates on this side. Uh, there was the first season where it was all a bit 
doom and gloom was 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 predicted for them didn't happen. There was the spring series where everyone got to enjoy themselves um, and and really play some interesting stuff. This is you know I'm not going to say he'll be feeling the pressure, Scott, because he seems like a very very level headed person. But this is where I think he will want to demonstrate what his side's capable of across what could end up being a pretty long season. Yeah, I think you know we've as we've mentioned you know several times we've got the addition of the Continental Cup games, which give us a chance to look more at the squad players. Yeah. You know, obviously we'll have a settled eleven going into the season, but then you'll have you know your youth players coming through. Um, you know, who will get the opportunity to play against some WSL two sides in in the cup games now? Yeah, it's it seems to me it starts uh, against Everton on Friday. It seems to me like a season as well, which. It's better structured and better focused for everybody, isn't it, Heather, really? Both in terms of, you mentioned the, the, the Continental Cup, also from a developmental point of view, with an eye on being able to progress into the first team with the additional games. And then the games coming pretty regularly and pretty sort of thick and fast. The expectation is if Liverpool will have the season they'd be hoping to have. They'll be playing upwards of 25, close to 30 games, maybe even 30 as a minimum. You know, it's 20, it's the 18 league games plus the other stuff that's on top there. It gives lots of opportunities, not just for players to play, but for people to come and watch. Yeah, and I think that's what everyone needs. Um, you know, like the last couple of years, we've had a game every two weeks or, you know, a home game once a month. And no one wants that. You know, we want to be watching football. They want to be playing football. So that's what we're all here for. And developmentally, you know, Liverpool remain exciting. We've just been lucky enough to watch, watch see some of the, uh, the developmental players train outside. And they're putting a lot of time, effort into that one. We've spoken to Vicky Jepsen across our shows a couple of times, really, and all in, Liverpool wants to be, you know, they want to be bringing these young players through. That is part of the model and part of the plan. Liverpool got a really strong youth setup. Um, you know, just in May alone, they won the league title at under sixteen level, and then won the league title at development level, which is basically like our reserves, our under twenty three side. And we've got a really strong set of girls coming through. Great. Well, we spoke to one of them, uh, Amy Rogers, who got made a debut last April uh, for Liverpool, but now finds herself close to the first team picture. And uh, she had a chat to me and Heather, Neil Atkinson, and Heather Carroll now with. Amy Rogers and Amy. Before we get stuck into all the proper football stuff, you're off for Team Nando's. Yeah, no. <laughs> what do you have? Uh, just both fried chicken, hot. So very hot. Just hot. <laughs> just hot. I'm just you've got nothing to prove. Don't worry, <laughs> nothing to prove at all. It's. I mean, this is a big season for you. You made your debut last April. Was was that ridiculously exciting? I bet you it was. Yeah, it's just a brilliant experience. I've always wanted to be able to play in WSL one, so it was really good to just get on the pitch with everyone and show what I could do. Nice short trip away to Yeovil as well. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice trip, but it was really nice to come back, like having made my debut and obviously getting the three points as well. There's the step up must be interesting, you know, the, the the idea of I know that I've just seen team training there with and everyone is in together, but that difference between sort of match day in the senior dressing room versus in the developmental setup, it's your expectations must be different and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, well obviously it's like it's a lot more competitive because we need we need to get points. So it is a lot more expectations and you're expected to play quicker and obviously compete more but it's good because it's something to step up onto and compete with what, what what are you hoping for from the season I know you, you, you like to be sort of between the two squads maybe still playing at a couple of different levels you are only 17 so what are you hoping for just hopefully get as much game time as I can and just improve as much as I can as a player just because playing with the likes of like Siobhan and Casey and everyone like it's just improving as much as I can this season and see where I can be is that I think this you know every, all, all football all levels I'm intrigued by the idea that you know you've do your teammates at the developmental level do they look at you see you doing well gives them a boost you see some of them doing well you, you know, there's boosts all over the place I noticed I had a little look when I was researching this on your Twitter you seem very keen to see your peers people you've been playing with you want to see them do well is does that just give everyone a lift when every when you feel like everyone's flying yeah well of course I 
like with Neve Charles, it's she's only a year older than me, and seeing her like making like playing games, it's it just gives you the hope that you can do it as well. It just kind of pushes everyone on because you know if they can do it, then so can you. Shows as well. I know with Neve, you know, she's kind of had the same pathway as you. You know, she came through Liverpool's centre of excellence. You came through Manchester United, and then you both did a year with the development, and now you know, obviously, she's gone on and is, is pretty much a, a first teamer now. And now you know, are you looking to make be the next one to make that jump? Actually, I came through Everton Centre. Everton, yeah. Oh, it go. was it was Ellie who came through United. Ellie, but, but yeah, it's just <laughs> just knowing, like, if Neve's done it, then so can I. It's because yeah. even though it's different positions, it's still you can just push on and do anything. Yeah. Is the when you are sort of looking at looking at the season, you know, you're looking at the. We've just been speaking uh, to Gemma there, and we're talking about a long campaign as well. So the idea for you to stay patient and stay focused is that something you're looking to work on too, because this is. You start this Friday, you start sort of September, late September, but this season goes right the way through till May. You, you must be thinking, well, I'll get opportunities. Yeah, well, it's just we've got to take every game as it comes. So I understand that I might not get game time some matches, but hopefully I'll be able to get some opportunities. So just got to see how it goes, yeah. Excellent's going to beat Everton. <laughs> well, it's a big game, obviously. It'll be tough, but we just try and get the three points. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much. Yeah. Good to speak to Amy there. Only 17 years old. Caught you on the hop. She did, yeah, she did. <laughs> Something I didn't know about women's football, which just caught me off guard a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd say. It was, uh, but, but, you know, good honest. She was, I mean, she seemed lovely. She's the first thing she's ever done that. Shot Fernando's now as well. She's a bit jealous. Uh, you were a bit jealous, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll get this wrapped up soon. We also uh, spoke to before today, we spoke to uh, Gemma Bonner, Liverpool ladies captain. It's great of her to come in and talk to us uh, and spend the time. And, yeah, we got a, got a fair bit out of her, including one eye on Friday against Everton. Uh, yeah, Neil Atkinson and Heather Carroll, uh, chatting away to Gemma Bonner, captain of Liverpool ladies, and captain of Liverpool ladies for a long time. I don't know if you seem old or feel old. <laughs> In fact, I can't believe how young you are. It was mm-hmm. so you know to become captain of this side from such a young age is interesting. You've you've gone through a lot with the club now. Yeah, I mean, when I was first offered the captaincy, I was a bit unsure about it to be honest. Um, yeah. I was still young at the time, as you say. Um, but I think it's a role that I've grown into. Um, I knew I was still learning from a from a young age and. I was lucky enough to, in the first season, be surrounded by playing next to Whitney Engen and have Farrah Williams in front of me. And players like that that we'd signed, they were a huge help for me um, in order to learn and grow into the role. And I think over the past five years, I've probably done that more and more each year. Do you enjoy it? Have you found you're enjoying it more year on year? Yeah, I love being captain. Um, It's a huge honour for me. And especially growing up, supporting the club. Um, so to have that role, it, you know, it's always going to be difficult at times, but I think the good days far away the bad days of it. I know that you just mentioned playing alongside Whitney Engen in the first season of the club. Obviously, I was talking to you about that earlier, <laughs> um, walking down. And I was saying, you know, I don't think anyone expects us to have that kind of success so early on. So it was sort of like, you know, put you as captain and then you let you go into the role. But then we sort of had that success like immediately. Yeah, I think that was huge credit to the players that we had and the characters and obviously Matt and the coaching staff at the time. I think the amount and turnover of players that we had, um, I think we had 13 new players in that first season. And for us to put the hard work in on the training pitch and gel as quickly as we did um, and obviously ultimately perform on the pitch and get the results that we needed. I mean, there's a few close games that maybe our character was tested and I think the pressure from everybody else was against us. Um, but we knew in that in that team and that dressing room that we were good enough and capable um, of being successful and we showed that we were. Especially that, like the second half of that season, that was one of the, my favourite memories from following Liverpool as a football club in general. You know, we had like you know, that great 4-3 win away at Bristol where you score mm-hmm. the most audacious winner I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. And then obviously the 4-3 against Chelsea here with a massive game. Yeah, I mean, 
I think looking back, there was a lot of highs in that first season. Um, I think we just wanted to play game after game and we knew that the probably pressure was growing from the outside, but from within and in the dressing room and the group of staff that we had together, we, we just enjoyed every single minute and it probably showed on the uh, performances. I think we were scoring four goals every game, but we were probably conceding two or three, but it was probably a kind of mindset where we'll score more than you, no matter how many you score, um, which was you know quite testing at times. And <laughs> as defenders, you want to keep as many clean sheets as possible. But we played an attractive way of football, and um, ultimately we ended up coming away with uh, winning the league. I don't know how you felt as well. I think in the spring series this year, I felt like it was almost you know a repeat of that where we were scoring four goals, three goals every game, and then they'd scored a few, but we'd still win. Yeah, I think the most important thing, obviously, learning from the experience is you've got to want to attack. You've got to be in the positions to attack and score goals, but you've also got to have the balance defensively as well. And we probably, that first season, we we were a bit like a yo-yo up and down and counter-attacking game after game. And I think similar in the spring series, you know, we're going to score goals, yet we're conceding at the other end. And again, it's difficult because if you don't commit so many bodies forward, do you score as many goals? But you don't concede as many so it's obviously getting the balance right having the players and uh, the discipline in the players and the positions that we're working in um, but I think hopefully that's one thing we're going to look to improve on going into the start of this season obviously you know it's everyone aims to score goals and keep clean sheets but it's getting the balance right to do that. Did you enjoy the spring series it feels like a bit of a an opportunity to learn a lot about teammates about sort of about who, who's doing what with an eye on this season and you mentioned there what, what you want to improve this season but you know did it was it was it a, a, just a a good a good way of finding out a lot about a lot of young players quickly? Yeah, I think it was, um, especially for our group. We're a young group, and it was probably a chance to maybe try things in a game that maybe we wouldn't necessarily yeah. do in an actual season. Um, and again, we learnt things what we want to do again, but we've also come away from games disappointed with the result or how we've managed games or things like that. And I think we've the most important thing is we've got to learn from it. I think we've put in some good com- uh, performances. We've done things not so well. Um, and again, it's getting the balance right. But I think as a squad, we're in a better place. Um, you've seen a lot of the young players get game time. And for me, that's valuable for them. And I think sometimes it's the only way they learn. It might be tough at times, but it will definitely stand them in good stead coming into this season. Season's interesting. I was talking to Heather as we were, as we were uh, travelling over from Liverpool. And one of the things that strikes me is there's every chance this is a 30-game season. You know, for, Liverpool will want this to be a 30-game mm-hmm. season, it's fair to say. Progressing all the Cups and the league being the way it is. And that you, you, the work you're doing now is to stand you instead until May. And that's the, you know, the first time the idea of a long season mm-hmm. coming across the winter months. It's going to be, I think you're going to have had a lot about a lot of people maybe. Yeah, I think obviously one thing now is the length of the season and the amount of games that we've got. And, I think that's what as players we've been crying out for for so long. Yeah. Um, I think now we've finally got it, we've got to kind of stand up to it. Um, we've been in pre-season for a while now. It's been hard work and credit to the girls. You know, they've been putting shifts in every day and obviously we're coming back in now off the back of international duty. So it's a long season, um, but we want to be playing regular games and every week as much as we can. And for us, obviously, it gives us a bit more... I think before, previously, if you only played eight games, if if you lost one or two, you were away from the top of the league. Or, And I think with it being a long season or a longer season, um, we've got to make sure that we start off well come Friday night um, and hopefully take each game that's 
very cliche, I know, but for us, it's important as a group that we we do go game by game and we don't get carried away. Are you conscious of the mental side of that, really? Because it is a different test, you know. For, and again, mentioned you as captain, but looking after everyone, keeping everyone together, keeping everyone's head in the right place. It is. It's a long time, isn't it, now to keep everyone's head in the right place? It's going to be a good big eight, eight nine months. Yeah, I think it. It you know everyone wants to play. Um, I think we managed to have some good time off. Obviously, we had players away at the Euros who went and did well respectively with their own countries and it's good to have everyone back together. I think everyone was refreshed and I think there's also a mini break over Christmas, maybe a two-week yeah. period or so. Um, and I think for us, coming in back in off the spring series, everyone's ready to go now. I think pre-season's been long um, and you know we can't wait to get into a structured season and regular games. When you look at the season as a whole as well, we've got like the reintroduction of the Continental Cup group stages, I think, which makes mm-hmm. a massive bonus. You know, it gives those players who maybe aren't in the start eleven a chance to mm-hmm. to prove their worth. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we've seen over the past couple of years as a club that we've used those cups to kind of also use the squad. Um, I think that's going to be important, especially having such a long season. I mean, we've seen it last year as well, the injuries that we had, and we've got players coming back now. But it's important that you know. We've got opportunities for players that maybe aren't starting every week, but their chance will come along. They've got to, you know, be ready when it does. Um, obviously, again, we've probably been unlucky with injuries in the past couple of years, but to have the players back that we've got, um, we've got a few players back in training now, and I think you've seen out there today the numbers are getting bigger and bigger, and yeah, yeah, it's good for us as a squad. It gives us that confidence, extra confidence that we we know we've got players to come back, and the squad's just going to carry on getting better. I've seen a, a fair few women's games, nowhere near as many as Heather, but seen you play a fair bit since um, not since I started to come down. And firstly, I'd say you're a lovely player, but secondly, you've got you, you're a centre back who's got you know I think the touch, the range of a midfield player, and you know it looks as though you, year on year you've grown more and more into that. You find that yourself, the idea of being able to read the game, step, knowing when to step in, knowing when to step out. Are you mm-hmm. are you finding that personal development just just simply from the level that you're playing at, and as the quality in the league goes up, you've got to go up. Yeah, I think you know obviously the league is getting more competitive with the players coming over from all different countries now, and as a player you want to play and test yourself against the best players week in week out, and I think being able to do that now um, is progressively getting better is the competition and the quality of the players that are coming and I think for me obviously being a defender it's going to be hard because you make mistakes and you're in the crucial position but and they keep improving the attacking players they do <laughs> yeah. um so it's it's not hard and you know I've probably been experienced first team football since I was 16 so I remember there were some hard days then if you make mistakes but you know it's the way you learn and it goes back to what I said before giving the young players the experience in the spring series it's valuable for them and they might not see the kind of benefit of it now but in a few years time I think especially for defenders you get that with experience you know how to read the game and you know when to step in or read certain situations and I think for me probably over the past five years playing week in week out and that's probably helped my game um, to grow and obviously playing along the, the players that I do. Is is the aim for the group the idea of maybe trying to break into the top three this season or at least challenge them, give them a str- make keep them honest, give them a really strong run for the money in terms of, of, of where the mm. final stands are? Definitely, I think as a team we want to be up there challenging. Um, and again, being at a club like Liverpool, you're expected to be. And 
I think you look again at the spring series and, and the performances, you know, we weren't too far away. Um, I think probably a couple more games and, you know, we, we don't know what would have happened, but I think we've got to definitely take confidence from that um, and some of the performances and the results that we yeah. got. And I think especially when we found ourselves coming away from games disappointed with points that we've dropped, then, you know, who knows, maybe it could have been different. But I think the sign that we're coming away from games being disappointed with how we've managed it or how we've maybe done one or two things if we'd have done that differently then it shows where the potential that we've got in the squad uh, you say you grew up as a Liverpool supporter yeah, best be seven Friday yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know it's a big game um, you know everyone I think in Liverpool knows how big the derby is and obviously I've played in, in quite a lot now and I think for us in the past couple of years this is probably going to be the toughest one um, they're yeah. back in the league and for it to kick off the season that everyone's been waiting for I think there's a lot of hype around it, um, but us as players, we need to concentrate and make sure that you know that Liverpool's red come Friday. Excellent stuff. Uh, thanks to Heather. Thanks to um, Gemma, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get back on have another little bit of a chat. Gemma, the Heather, she's very much the centre of this side. Mm-hmm. I think that's something which is it's easy to gloss over, but you know, almost not because she has been a fixture. She's been a fixture for some significant seasons in terms of the growth of women's football, the growth of. The, the game within Liverpool, the the awareness of the, and, and obviously the two title winning seasons. So in many senses, when you are looking ahead to the season, she's almost overlooked. And yet she, I'd be surprised if over the course of these 30 games, she isn't the best player that Liverpool produced, the best player that Liverpool put on the pitch. So sort of, certainly in the, in the top three of the 30 games she's likely to play, you know, possibly 25 times, she's that important. Yeah, she's definitely a key player, you know, in this side. And I know when Scott took over, you know, he said that getting here to sign a new contract is, you know, one of the biggest things for him. Um, coming in and becoming the manager at Liverpool, I think she's a leader on the pitch. She's also a leader off the pitch. You know, I, I watch a lot of the development games at youth level, and she goes and watches them play. Um, you know, she was there when they won the title, and she hands out the, hands out their medals for them. You know, their league winner medals, and I think for them to see that the captain of the club wants to go and watch their games to see who's coming through, I think that's you know a, quite a big draw for them. And you know, you know, you can just see by her presence on the pitch. You know, the way that she plays is um, she's very much just a leader. Yeah, she is, and it's, we could see it when we were watching training there before as well, just with the way in which everyone was looking to her. Uh, you know, clearly she's talking to the manager as well as it was going when they were in the huddle and. I think that it's, you know, it's, it, Liverpool ladies have sort of held on to it. And, you know, you've seen other players leave, either leave to go abroad or leave to uh, leave to, to go to certainly Manchester City. We've seen good players from, from both Liverpool and Everton go and join Manchester City recently. So it is it is crucial, isn't it, that she stays and that, she, and that she's enjoying herself and that she's enjoying leading this this group of, of, of mostly younger women to herself. Yeah, I know. and as you said before, you know, she's been with the club, you know, um, for a number of years now. <laughs> and she's seen so many highs and so many lows. You know, the first two years she was with us, you know, we won the league titles and she got to leave the league trophy. But after that, you know, we've gone through a couple of tough years and I think we're definitely back on the up again now. And, you know, she's a mate, she's a big massive part of that. Um, this first game then, the Merseyside derby, obviously a big deal. Uh, always will be at any level of any game ever. Uh, plus include whether or not you just get some mates in a park. Uh, yeah. But it's huge, isn't it, for, for for Liverpool ladies, for Everton ladies, but also I think for the um, for, for, for the Women's Super League, they'll put it onto television. It's Friday night, it's on BT Sport. Um, it's a quarter to eight kickoff. I mean... You want to see people get down. We want to get, see people come to witness to watch uh, Liverpool ladies throughout the course of the season. But even just watching this game on television, you know, you it, the women's game wants to see these audiences come. It, they were growing last season at times. It's it's an opportunity to watch what will be a really a really good game between two decent sides. Amazing side derby at any level is you know a great spectacle. You, know, you get that. You'll you'll see 
extra everywhere on the pitch. You know, you'll see that extra bit in the tackles and you know the supporters love a good sing-song at Liverpool, so you'll hear that as well. And I just think a derby is a great way to kick off the season. Um, Everton have been improving steadily over the off-season. They've signed a bunch of players on full-time contracts now and they've got a lot of young players that have been at the club for a few years. So I think we will be quite well matched, but it'll... Um, so it'll be quite a good test for us, certainly. But I'm really excited for it. it I mean, it, Liverpool should. We can do the home and away thing, you know. But it's a shared stadium. Liverpool should. Should. Uh, they're the side who've got the experience. They're the side who've been playing at the level that that, that Evan are looking to reach. They should win the game. But as we often see, you know, I think in women's football, I think in all football levels, the first goal is crucial. And you like to see Liverpool get the first goal in order to be able to start the game and, and get on top early. Yeah, Bethany England will, uh, will score. She told me and John that. So. And she promised. Yeah, she, well, I think, I think she promised. <laughs> Excellent. We love a promise. Yeah. Uh, we love a promise. But no, it should, I mean, it should be a cracking game. Yeah, it should be. Um, I'm, I am really excited for it. You know, I, I've missed the league derby over the last few years. We've had we played them in the cup, but nothing beats beating them in the league. So Beat them in the league. Uh, one simple job for Liverpool, but one job for you as well, which is if you can this season, there are a lot of women's football being played uh, right the way across. You can see it on the on the, the official Liverpool website. If you just Google Liverpool ladies, you can see everything there. And pick a game, aim to get down for it. The first one is Friday uh, at the Select Security Stadium in Halton in Witness. Uh, get yourself down if you can for that. But if not, there will be other opportunities the following week. Liverpool play against Reading. That's also the Friday night, isn't it? At 7 Friday p.m. Night, yeah. So you can get yourself down to that one as well. I think that's the one that I've currently got my eye on, uh, turning up in person. Thank you to Heather and thank you to our full range of interviewees and thank you to everyone who spent the time helping us sort that one out. It's very much appreciated and uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Sports Social Podcast Network.